Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked Podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brim. <laughs> and today we are talking about season one, episode 21, aka the last episode of season one, aka the original pilot episode. Yeah. A week, first week. I like to call this episode zero. Yeah, I th- that makes sense. It's it's a pilot and a finale. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, yeah. Yeah. This this has always been episode zero in my mind. Anytime I decide I want to watch the show from the beginning, I start here. Mm-hmm. Anytime I tell someone to watch the show, I tell them to start here. Yeah. This truly introduces the world, you know, because it, it was the original pilot. You know, it, it uses footage from that original pilot. Um, mm-hmm. Not only... Is it like a proper sort of introduction to everything? It also is a really good episode, in my opinion. Yeah, it is a good one. And I think it's fun to watch it as the pilot, like when you're first watching it. And then at the end of the season, watch it again, kind of like to see the hindsight. Mm. Uh, It's just kind of cool. Yeah, and I just always start with it. Yeah, it's a good one to start with for sure. I mean, it's the only one to start with, I would would say. Like if you want to watch like from beginning to end. Yeah. Because, you know, this stuff comes into play in the finale. The stuff mm-hmm. Lewis and Tanya are reminiscing about was from this episode, and this was day one for them, you know? Yep. So that's yep. why I think if you want to get the full extent of those memories and stuff, like starting here makes mm-hmm. it all the more sentimental, I think. Yeah, definitely. I have this episode ranked number three. This is... Legit, my top three. It's definitely one of my favorites. Huh. I'll, I'll get into it in my general, yeah, you, but... You really like this one. But you, my friend, have this. Mine's 23. Which is, well, same number involved. Same number. <laughs> so it's basically the same ranking. Three and 23, yep. <laughs> so before we get deeper into it, want to read an email that mm-hmm. we got. Just today we got this email, actually. So this is from... Jane. She says, Hey guys, I'm so glad I found your podcast. I just started listening a few days ago and I am three episodes in. Last night, I sent one of my favorite clips from the show to one of my friends. It was from Secret World of Girls after Beans betrays Lewis and Twitty and they hear the stampede above them and Lewis starts breathing heavier and heavier until he finally screams, Run! This got me thinking, what are your favorite Lewis screams? It may be too early on to do this, but I think a ranking of Lewis screams would be hilarious. Yeah. My other favorite is from Raiders of the Lost Sausage, when Lewis jokes about buying his dad a toupee, and then his dad appears right behind him, followed by the scream. Maybe you've already done this. Don't know. Just a thought. I always watch these clips to lighten my day. Thanks for doing the podcast. It brings back a lot of fun memories, and I'm glad that there are others who appreciate the show. Best, Jane. That's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've actually thought about like the Lewis scream doing the, like the top Lewis screams, but I didn't know if that would be too. Yeah. Too specific. <laughs> but I have definitely thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the secret world of girls one. that's one of my favorites. I really like he has like a sequence of them in um, a very scary story. Yeah. I think one of my favorites is in this episode. I was going to say when on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. But thank you for that email, Jane. That's definitely an idea. Yeah. So, getting back into the episode, this one was directed by David Steinberg, 
and written by Matt Dearborn, of course, because mm-hmm. this was, you know, mainly the original pilot. Did Tom Virtue mention something about David Steinberg or am I? Yeah, he was the one that directed the original pilot footage. Yeah, this is the only episode he directed. And I'm wondering if who directed the like the um, Ferris wheel, Yeah, the Ferris wheel stuff. Yeah. I mean, I could see Matt Dearborn directing it because they're really short snippets. Because it is technically just a few shots of them just sitting in this one place. <laughs> So this episode has a 7.8 on IMDb, which is a little higher than the regular old 7.5. The Disney Plus synopsis, which first of all, I forgot to mention this as well, but the episodes on Disney Plus are horrifically out of order. Yeah, first season is the most, I think. No, first season's fine. The first season's fine up until the last... Oh, the last episodes. few. Yeah. So that's why I, I forgot to mention it, these last few episodes. Oh, the second season's really bad. Yep, second season's really bad. Yeah. Third one's pretty bad, too. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know why that is, but just so you guys know, we are following the original episode order list, which can be found on Wikipedia, IMDb, I think, as well. The airing order. Yeah, the airing order. Because they don't even follow a production order on Disney+, Plus, which would make sense if they at least did that. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, are they doing that then? And I was kind of excited, but then I was like, wait, nope, they're not doing that. This was just a mistake. I don't know. I think, yeah. Just wanted to make sure you guys knew that the Disney Plus order is really jacked up and (laughs) we are not going by that order. Yeah. So the Disney Plus synopsis is stuck on top of a Ferris wheel at the county fair. Lewis and Ren reflect back on Lewis's first day at school. Not surprisingly, they have completely opposite memories of that fateful day. Kind of. Yeah, because I've heard other people describe it that way, too, as like, they remembered it completely differently. They're two different people, and two different things were going on for, for each of them, kind of. Well, one of them, well, I think the, there was a little bit of a difference between what she imagined, because she didn't realize Lewis felt bad and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just two people just explaining what was going on on their end of Yeah, exactly. This. And it's not the first day, it's the first week. Hello, the title of the episode. Well, yeah, it was all of the first day and first week, yeah. Yeah. General thoughts. In my written notes today, I wrote, I adore this episode. It is solid and entertaining. It's funny. There are some great lines. And most importantly, this is even Steven's origin story. I love a good origin story to watch... The birth, basically, of my favorite show is just, I never get tired of it. And it's just so nice to see, you know, the beginnings of Lewis and Tawny's relationship, uh, to see everyone so young. It's really interesting. Super young. Super young. I've probably seen this episode the most. Okay. I've probably seen this more than any other episode, actually, because as I was watching it, I was quoting the entire thing in my head three to five seconds before every single line was said. Every single line. Yeah. And I don't have that with every episode. There are some episodes I can still watch and get a surprise here and there, but I literally knew this like the back of my hand. No Mm -hmm. surprises. Yeah. But that being said, I still love it. In order to prepare for recording these episodes, I always go back and read my original reviews that I wrote. This one was from July 14th, 2018. Yeah. And I basically, again, said it's one of my absolute favorites and always manages to get a laugh out of me. And I like that we see a lot of different sides to Lewis. Like we see him being goofy, witty, uh, naive, um, crushing on Tawny, remorseful, but, and then like a good little brother with a big heart. 
and you know all in one episode which i think is really cool and i said we also get the classic lewis scream a few times a lot of great lines with spot on delivery and then that yeah this episode is what really cements and starts that theme of lewis trying to find his thing and what he's good at yeah yeah, I just said for a pilot as well. It has like all the workings of a solid TV show. Great writing, heart, smart comedy, likable characters, good acting. That I could watch it all the time, which I apparently have because I knew it way, way, way too well. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this one a lot. And it's funny because I don't think they played it a ton. No. Back on Disney Channel because I think of its nature, you know, it was kind of like a different episode. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it might be... We know the lines really well in this episode. And I think that also speaks to Matt Dearborn's script. This might be his best dialogue just as far as it's so concise. Like every line is so mm-hmm. thought out and it's it's very much a product of, oh, this is a show. This is the pilot episode for my show. Right. So this one, he might have had months to write this. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he knows. But, <laughs> but I mean, he has so much more time to think out every single line like okay I want to take that out that's not necessary and it's so so tight the dialogue is so tight and the mm-hmm. same thing like I was quoting every line in my head uh, yeah it's really good I mean the, the, it's really good the reason why I put it at 23 is just because I know you like band on the roof and stuff for me I like those episodes a lot which obviously 23 is high is high for me I tend to pick episodes that are more like within the formula you know, because this one's obviously like a unique episode compared to the rest of the series, I guess. So that's why I have it a little lower. It's more of story over comedy, I think. And f- I mean, I watch Steven Stevens for the comedy. Uh, so but as an I'm, as I'm older now, I see how deep it it was. I mean, I saw how deep it was back then, too. But I mean, I can appreciate it, I guess. Like if you watch a bunch of episodes, bunch of episodes, bunch of episodes, and then you watch this one, it's like, OK, something is different. It's like a a clip show episode except with clips we've never seen before yeah and uh, yeah i guess it's more raw than the rest of the show mm-hmm. episodes too just by nature yeah but at the same time like we're looking for entertainment value and it definitely has that i like it more than the swap.com but it, yeah definitely but i like it more than band on the Ro- i was gonna say like influenza definitely and band on the roof i'm probably one of the least the smallest fans of influenza but i think i have it this higher than Ben on the Roof, I have to. I don't have Yeah, you do. Roof, I'm have. pretty sure you do. Yeah. I don't have Ben on the Roof super high. All right. Plot point time. So, this episode starts with establishing shots of what is definitely an amusement park, not a carnival, I'd say. <laughs> Could you find out where it was or no? Yeah, I did see some. I, I saw thought it was Knott's Berry Farms? Kennywood. Kennywood. It's in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Because I think they just used stock footage yeah, yeah, that sure. they had of this Pennsylvania place. Yeah, and obviously the Ferris wheel is definitely just like a little... A tiny little thing in a studio, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not an actual Ferris wheel, yeah. But that's part of what makes it funny, in my opinion, you know? Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's that's really good. Uh, but yeah, it's called Kennywood Park, and it's in West, Mil- West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Okay. Which is kind of funny, Mifflin... As in Dunder Mifflin, Dunder Mifflin, Pennsylvania, Scranton. I'm sure. I'm sure they got that name from there. Yeah. Then it cuts to from this footage of <laughs> this stock footage of this amusement park to Ren and Lewis on a Ferris wheel. Lewis starts shaking. You're rocking the thing, and Ren's just like, "Oh no, that is so not funny." 
And, you know, she's like, oh, look, we're stuck. I just love this episode from, like, right away with, we're not stuck. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry to inform you, but you're stuck. Like, I don't know why that just gets me. <laughs> the line as well that after that that just gets me is, remain calm. A repair crew is on the way after they finish with the Tilt-A-Whirl. I'm just like... Because Tilt-A-Whirls are, like, notorious for breaking down, maybe? The way that they just throw in the Tilt-A-Whirl ride yeah. as well. Like, it's just, it's just funny. Another great line as they're... You know, waiting, you know. Relax, enjoy the view, Ren. I mean, we got we got cotton candy, we got soda. We got soda. So, yeah, so we get a Bobby Deaver name drop, which is funny. You know, I was supposed to accidentally bump into Bobby Deaver in six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> she missed that. Yeah. Ren basically starts saying, Junior High, I quote the whole thing, Junior High was great until you got there. Now it's a nightmare. Oh yeah? Well, being your brother is about as much fun as sucking spaghetti through your nose. Sure you can do it, but when that meatball gets lodged, the point is, you and Donnie have made Junior High a nightmare for me since day one. Flashback. I can quote this entire episode literally off the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm terrible at quoting things and I can still quote this one pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Cuts to first flashback, and we see Lewis in gym class with Coach Tugnut, who is standing in front of a banner that says, like, home to Spivey and the Wild Wombats or something. Yeah, I saw that. But, and yeah, and you can see the, the Spivey. Uh, but of course, because as we've said uh, many times, the show was originally titled Spivey's Kid Brother. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Yeah, the Stevens, <laughs> that's important, yeah. Uh, the Stevens family was originally the Spivey family, so throughout this episode you can see so many dubs of Stevens over them saying Spivey. And all of Larry's dubs are like the worst ones. He didn't even try, like he was rushing through the delivery or... For, I was going to say for the sound mixing and all that stuff, I think they're all like flawless. The mixing's good. I'm talking about like the delivery, except, I mean, some of it, like the reverb's a little different, but some of it, the Wexler stuff's really good. But the Larry's stuff, just how he delivers it is weird. Like we're on a stage, like he like says yeah. it <laughs> yeah, in like a weird one, yeah. way that he doesn't even normally talk. Yeah. I mean, but he was being sassy in that moment. So I guess, yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah, so in this scene, you can see, if, I mean, thankfully, like, Coach Tugnut's, like, further away in this scene, so you can't really see his dubs yeah. that bad. But in the better quality, you can, and if you watch it on TV, you, you can mm-hmm. see it, that it's like he's saying, Donnie Spivey, blah, 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 and you can see it. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, his overdubs are flawless. Yeah, Tugnuts are good, too, yeah. Yeah, because they probably yeah. had him do the whole sentence over again. Yeah, and he's a voiceover actor, too, right? So yeah. he's like, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we get to see the whole... The beginnings of Tugnut, you know, Lewis being, you know, in the shadow of Donnie freaking Stevens. And we get to see Tugnut's early love for Donnie right off the bat. I said this to Jim Wise. I mentioned it. It's funny because the series literally begins and ends with Tugnut. Yeah. And Donnie's like their, his love for Donnie. It's funny. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have to have Tugnut pull one of those cards. He's my brother. Oh, Really? You're Donnie Stevens' brother. <laughs> I would have guessed you were his sister. <laughs> wow, Tugnut, what a knee slapper. Yeah. Yeah. No one else is laughing. <laughs> More people were laughing at what Lewis was saying than Tugnut's jokes. And of course, Lewis just has no emotion. His face is yeah. like, wow, we're doing this? Okay. Yeah. Cuts back to the Ferris wheel. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, you know what? I'm probably just going to put in the little audio of the 
Ferris wheel stuff because it's so short and it'll just bridge everything we're talking about. So boo-hoo, you had a tough first day of school. I can't believe you're still crying about it. What? I'm only crying because I'm stuck in this tin bin with you. <sighs> Who ordered a pizza? <laughs> Sorry, you're just trying to lighten up the moment. That's a great scream. That's the scream that I was that we were both talking about, I think, right? That was when you were talking about. Yeah, well, there's there's a few in this one. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah, that's my favorite one though. I love Irene. Yeah, she's really good. She's one. Of, she's probably like one of my favorite one-offs. Yeah, she's a good one. She's so good, and and her accent that she has going on, it's like this yeah. midwestern Canadian Sarah Palin thing. Yeah, I don't it's even a know. It's definitely a combination. Well, she's a carny, so she's traveled. You know. Yeah. She's seen the world. I mean, her first line too, just to pop out of nowhere. Who ordered a pizza? <laughs> I'm just like, this is just so good. Yeah. I love it. What is with uh? Is the Ren? She has like this double headband thing was that like a thing oh yeah you could buy a lot of them came like that But i know they were yeah i know some of them came like that but it looks like she has literally two different ones though well then maybe she was wearing two just to have that uh effect that effect Uh, (laughs) yeah and don't they match her like shirt yeah they totally do irene roman what i love about this character is that she's literally not doing anything no she's acting like she's fixing it but she's literally just tying a wire around a metal pole and pretending to use tools can you imagine yeah it took her two hours like all these people are stuck on this ferris wheel if something went wrong with the ferris wheel it is not just up on this metal pole that happens to be next to Lewis and Ren. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, coincidentally, it's just right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely something that went wrong in the, like, the belly of the... The middle, yeah. Yeah, the part of the Ferris wheel that actually does all the, can you go, controls everything. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. You know, so she introduces herself. Irene Roman, Carnival Repair. I'll have you out of here in no time. Do we have to tip you? I'm in no mood for Rasin Boy. I just ate a funnel cake that ain't sitting right. Just ignore him. That's what I try and do. This whole thing is his fault. Oh, I doubt it. Unless he did the wire job that shorted out the Jenny. You see, professional talking. She blames me for everything. Keep me out of it. First rule of carny repair, don't get emotionally involved. When are you stop throwing that first week of school in my face? When I stop throwing up just thinking about it? Don't forget, I was the one who was running for student policy monitor. Another great quote I love from Irene is, you know, first rule of carny repair, don't get emotionally involved. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> yes. Really bad. Really bad. But it's also just funny that, like, really, that's the first rule of carnival repair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then we get another flashback. And now we get to see the beginnings, I guess, of the Larry Wren rivalry. And, and there's that one extra that does that really flat line delivery. Yeah. Thanks, Ren. It's about time someone unseated Larry Beal. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to... She didn't even get credited. Larry makes his first appearance. They start to have a little baby argument, and then she goes, let's stick to the issues this year, shall we? Mm-hmm. Issue number one. Keep the class mutant off the flagpole. And he does that walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has the little swag walk. His idiosyncrasies are so specific to him. Like, yes. He has very like specific idiosyncrasies yes just every like his gestures and the way he moves yep. his hands and walks and stuff later on there's more of that and i love it yeah. i was laughing and then yep little brother dudes up on the flagpole and uh you know so <laughs> Louis- <laughs> i love that too i know 
I love how he says flagpole twice. Yeah, it's so funny to me. The way he says that setting dudes up on the flagpole. Dudes up on the flagpole. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so Lewis is up there with his megaphone. Telling jokes. Telling a Groucho Marx joke. Yeah, like vaudevillian <laughs> dad jokes, basically. We get another Disney Plus phone number edit. Oh, really? Yep. Where they edit it? So the original is that your Lewis tells this joke. I'm Lewis Stevens, one of the famous Stevens. My sister's Ren Stevens, and she's uh, in eighth grade here at Lawrence. Lewis, what are you doing? There she is now. Remember, that's one eight hundred honor roll. Operators are standing by. Uh. They completely cut out that whole line. I mean, it's an eight hundred number, so it's not like five five five. Yeah. So that makes sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whoever edited this picked the worst time to cut it out. They should have cut it where he says, there she is now. Then they should have cut it. But they left in, remember. And then just cut to the next part. And then they just cut. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, Wexler shows up and again, Larry, out of the man's way, out of the man's way. I'll, I'll have my people look into it, sir. Yeah, that's it. Larry, please. Yeah, I have my people look into it. <laughs> like Ivan's gonna go check out why he was on the flagpole. <laughs> yep. You know. So then Ren formally uh, introduces, I guess, Lewis to Wexler by saying, "You know, this is my brother, and on behalf of, you know, my family, I want to pre-apologize for anything else he made you this year." And Lewis falls off the flagpole. A very momentous thing to happen. Everyone crowds around him, asking if he's okay. And he looks up, and through the few heads of a few people there, he sees Tawny peering over, looking at him. The most beautiful set of eyebrows he's ever seen. Squint. I look. Don't you love the smile here? By the way, he's so squinty. Yeah. Can he even see her from how hard he's squinting? Yeah. Uh, but it's just so cute the way he's just like it's like right away yeah. he's like look at this girl right here. He's like who that? Wow. Yeah. Love at first sight. That just. That just made me feel something right now. Obviously, Love at First Sight is such a cliche. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yo, this is legit, though. Yeah, it happened. It happens. Like, like that is what happened. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it wasn't love at first sight, but, like, to know where this relationship goes. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it makes you think, like, wow, there really is some validity to yeah. seeing someone and, and thinking, yeah. you know. So then it cuts to uh, Lewis in Principal Wexler's office. The first of many visits, I would think. <laughs> and I love Wexler in this episode. It's a very different... He's, like, very understanding and... Mm-hmm. I'm the principal, you're the kid. Yeah, he's really... I like him a lot in this episode. I love it. Yeah, he's like, oh, you want to meet people? I mean, we, we got clubs, yeah, we organizations. Got clubs, yeah. He's very, like, loving almost. It's funny. Uh, yeah, it's so sweet. And I think, obviously, it's because he doesn't know Lewis yet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he will learn. He's on his best behavior with this new student. <laughs> yeah, he'll learn. <laughs> and it gets really, uh, not emotional. I mean, kind of, yeah. You know, where he's like, so why'd you do it? And he's like, yeah. I just wanted everybody to know who I am. That's why I just love this, too. You know, seeing his beginnings as a character and how insecure you know yeah his vulnerabilities yeah like yeah. he's really like he's super confident but at the same time he's really insecure yes and i think well he i think he's extra confident to overcompensate <laughs> to overcompensate for his insecurities yeah yeah and that's i guess like one thing we talk about like swap.com it's some aspects it's a good first episode but it's more about the sibling rivalry than it is about his role in the family which is what at its core, this series was based on was mm-hmm. about him. It was about Spivey's kid brother and about, oh, yep. like Dearborn said, like, 
oh, it's just his kid brother. Like, when no one knows his name. It's just so-and-so's kid brother. And mm-hmm. that's what this series was about. And that's what this episode covers, or even, like, Stephen's Jeans covers, whereas Swap.com is more about the Ren-Lewis dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the way this episode's edited with the Ferris wheel, you get all of that yeah. with this, I think. Like, yeah, that's you- true. Yeah, you get the sibling rivalry and you get... Yeah, this would have been a really solid pilot. First episode. That's why I always watch this one first. Always tell people to watch this yeah, one Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, genuinely, yeah. And then you got Tawny. Like, the only person that's missing is Twitty. And yeah. I think we've said before, like, I wonder if Twitty even existed yet. He probably didn't. Yeah, probably not. Also, yeah, that was actually one of my questions I forgot to ask Matt Dearborn was I was going to ask him what the concept, like, what Twitty was, how it came to be because he wasn't in this episode. Yeah, they probably just but, realized, wait, we got to give Lewis, like, a male best friend or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you know? somebody, yeah. Uh, Steve and Eileen aren't really in this one either, but still. Yeah. Um, kind of, I guess, technically. Yeah, I mean, we're introduced. Yeah, we know who they are. Yeah, we're literally formally co- sort of introduced to everybody in this scene. Yeah. Well, and it's probably because, for those of you who haven't listened to our Tom Virtue interview, there was an an original mom actress who wasn't Donna Pescow. It'd be so interesting to see the rest of this original pilot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a dream. Lewis explains to Wexler, he's like, no, no, no. It's not like that. (laughs) You see, everyone at this school knows me as Ren Stevens' kid brother, you know, for all the great things she's done. And we get this like montage introducing the whole family. Mm -hmm. And I also was just laughing (laughs) at the way it's like, oh, Ren Stevens' kid brother for all the great things she's done. And it's just imbroglio. (laughs) Just (laughs) just spelling imbroglio. So great. Yeah. So great. (laughs) To like massive applause too. (laughs) That's just so funny. Yeah. (laughs) She spells imbroglio. Wow. (laughs) Like I almost wish she had like another accomplishment so we could kind of feel that more you know yeah i think it's even funnier though to show something so minuscule because to lewis it's so important (laughs) and also this green screen she's in front of amazing yeah uh because the green screen is the same green screen they use for eileen when he says my mom is state senator elaine stevens as we said her name was originally elaine which yeah that's right maybe they changed from eileen because of Seinfeld. Maybe. Seinfeld was still popular at the time. And also, maybe just because the original actress was Elaine when they cast Donna, maybe they were like, let's change it up a little bit and just switch it to Eileen. Yeah, just to get a, a, a new spirit behind the character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting, though, the way they have everyone do overdubs of Stevens, but then they didn't have Lewis do Eileen. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, also, the firm that his dad works for is different but i mean i think he might have been switching around <laughs> yeah that's right like he was originally with what was the one from family picnic uh, deming deming and deming and then yeah this one was windham windham and stevens <laughs> yeah i love the two names though they really like that yeah like at least having two of the names be the same it could even be like a running thing that he's always at a different he's always at a different one yeah yeah he's yeah. always at a different yeah. law firm that's funny <laughs> Between prominent law firms, actually, when he loses his job. Coach Tugnut knows me as Donnie's brother. And then we get that amazing green screen of him with the fake dummies. uh, Just, like, pulverizing fake football dummies, just pushing them, and they, like, go flying. And then he stands on top of one like a freaking dead body because that's how football works. (laughs) And just poses. Yeah, it's like Vikings. When he says, my mom's state senator, 
Elaine Stevens. They show footage from the Democratic National Convention from like 1988. Yeah. Just Eileen just basically floating in front of this like giant crowd. I love just the the very obvious bad like te- uh, FX and stuff, you know? It's fully embraced, which makes it hilarious. Yeah, that's why it's so good, yeah. I just always laughed at the fact that the crowd is exactly the same for Ren's spelling yeah. bee. And Eileen's thing, oh yeah, I guess they decided to kill two birds with one stone and hold the California state spelling bee back to back with the Democratic National Convention. All right, for those of you who want to stick around for the spelling bee, (laughs) remain in your seats. (laughs) Steve's a lawyer, so what do we see him doing? Just golfing. (laughs) I know, that's all he, he doesn't actually work. Oh, I love it. I like that too. And then uh, it's just so smart. I love the show. It's really smart. Yep. I don't know. I love the way that Steve is even in front of a green screen golfing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not even a real golf course. It's amazing. Yeah, th- with, through hard work and superior genetics. Lewis, you're Stevens. Like, you should have those superior genetics. Yeah, he didn't get it. But yeah, everyone in my family's found something to be good at. I'm just not Stevens material. I'm not the fastest and I'm not the smartest. I guess I'm just sort of a regular kid. So am I in trouble? No. But listen, we may not know what you're good at yet, but we'll find something, okay? I just, I love that. Like, that quote right there. Me too. That's such a big part of the show. Yes. And like I said, like, I related to Lewis a lot when I was a kid, and that kind of embodied that sentiment, I think, of trying to find yourself. Especially when you're in junior high, you don't really know. I don't think anyone really knows who they are yet. I think it's an interesting sentiment. It's a sentiment that I... Uh, latched onto definitely right away. Mm-hmm. I think Lewis too. He has a lot of interests. Yeah. So sometimes people who have like a lot of like I have tons of interests, and sometimes it's hard to kind of pinpoint one that you want to spend all your focus on. You know. Oh yeah. Um, and I think Lewis has that same thing, and obviously, and that's how I kind of justify the transition between like we say Lewis the comedian, Lewis the musician, mm-hmm. even Lewis the mechanical engineer. Yep. Yeah, I think that's how you justify he has a lot of different things he's into. Obviously comedy was I think the core of it. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna leave you. Like you're either funny or not funny, right? Yeah. And I mean obviously he's funnier than anyone else in his family. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's one that he just didn't really think could he could realistic I think he could make make himself noticed with it, but I don't think he realizes that he can actually do anything that is any of anybody's anybody will give it any credibility mm. uh, he's funny but like that's not going to get him anywhere exactly you know? yeah well, i don't want to get into reboot talk again but i swear I if that were to ever happen and it was done right and shia god willing came back it would just be so nice to see some sort of plot line with lewis having some sort of successful career as a stand-up or like yeah or even like he's struggling like he's trying to make it yeah like Mm -hmm. like a miss mazel thing i could see him being successful underground somewhere local he'd probably be about like 35 maybe or so he's probably the same age as shia well no because shia is a couple years older than lewis so maybe 32 i mean but shia is 33 so then I guess, oh, I guess he was closer than when the show started then, right? So if it started in 2000, he was 14. So mm-hmm. Lewis is, what, 12? I mean, he's in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to, like, see him working at a different job and being like, man, I feel like I'm not living up to my potential. And, like, maybe he 
decides to quit his job and try to make it as a stand-up because that's where he feels the most like at home or whatever Mm -hmm. that'd be an interesting plot I just really kind of thought of that yeah I've always said that maybe that job could be engineering of some kind yeah maybe we know that like he ended up going to college for that or something realizing that it's like because he could do all this stuff like they used it to support his gags that it's just like hey this kid can literally build yeah amazing things from nothing it would be cool to at least see him turn that into something and maybe the conflict can be but lewis you're really good at this like you're the best like at our firm or whatever Mm -hmm. you know and you're really good and you're getting paid a lot like his family would be like but you're gonna like waste away this like six figure job for something that you have to start from the ground up pay your dues and work for free a lot you know like that'd be an interesting dynamic too yeah like what if it like started off with lewis actually having everything together yeah and then he loses a little bit along the way and then has to build himself back up yeah and he'd be like "I've, i've worked so hard to people to take me seriously I used to be a clown and like now finally people are taking me seriously, you know, so why would I just go do comedy? And then someone would be like, because you're meant to do it. You know, (laughs) you know, obviously like not that corny. A force ghost appears somewhere. A force ghost of Hayden Christensen. Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon comes down to just. (laughs) Qui-Gon. That'd be killer. Qui-Gon. Star Wars reference. Here. Yeah, like something like, you know, something like that would be cool. There's something there. Yes. It doesn't need to be as formulaic as everyone is, thinks that they want it to be. Like mm-hmm. it could be something actually meaningful and actually along the lines of of the show. Honestly, this just got me another idea for an episode because we have, I feel like there's so much more to talk about with this yeah. right now. I think we need to do, we need to flat out do an episode. We build... Because we, we were thinking about this, too, like doing an episode where we write an episode and like we write it like bouncing off of each other like we were just doing. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like you come up with a plot and then we like a concept and then we build it together. Like, yes. Each come up with a concept. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or like maybe like, yeah, like you you start with like an opening idea and then okay. I take that somewhere else and then you take it somewhere Dude, else from what I said. That's killer. And like we build it that way. Like that game, like what's that game? That yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, like the campfire game, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that could be super fun. Yeah. But now I just thought of one. We should do one where it's like we write the reboot. <laughs> I definitely want to do that episode now. Yeah, that'd be super fun. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, there's so many possibilities. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this whole scene basically really sets that theme for Lewis. And I love it. It's it's such a, like a heartwarming thing, like we, we like we were saying with that Wexler quote of him just saying, you know, we might not know what you're good at yet, but we'll find something. And yeah, good luck. Uh, <laughs> and I love how we see Tom for the first time. Yeah, it's great. Coach Tungnut to the office for a phone call. Coach Tungnut to the office. Renzios to the office for a brain scan. Rand Stevens to the office. Ignore that. Ignore that. Ignore that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thinking back to Strictly Ballroom. Oh, yeah, it's true, right? Yeah. Like, imagine being at that school and hearing Red Stevens to the office for a brain scan. Ignore that. Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't she ignore that? Like, why would she think, oh, I have to go to the office now? <laughs> oh, it's time to get a brain scan. Did they ever say Tom's name in this episode? I don't mm, think so. I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. 
I didn't really. Now think that I think about so, it. I don't think they say it. It's just you're the AV guy. Yeah, you're right. They don't say his name, which is crazy. That is crazy. Maybe they thought he was gonna be a one-off. But he's just too good. You got to bring him back. They knew what they had. They were like, "This guy's killer." Yes. Like we got to bring this guy back. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad they did. He's one of the best. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get another Lewis scream. This is when Irene is like working, right? And then she gets a shock. I fall off a flagpole and she's worried about her stupid election. No! Dad, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this anymore. Hold on, scaredy pants. Just let him go. Sorry about oh. that. I got distracted by your oh. story. So he tries to leave? <laughs> yeah. Like, where, how, like where's he going to go? <laughs> He's going to climb down. I love it. I'm like, you are at the top of a Ferris wheel, honey. Like, where are you going to go? And then, like, Ren's saying, too, just let him go. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how tall is this Ferris wheel? It's a kitty Ferris wheel. Irene mentions that she had a brother, Marty. Marty. Marty was an obnoxious, annoying little worm. Climbed a few flagpoles in his day, too. I don't know why he did that. Yeah, Lewis, what were you thinking? Well, right before I was about to hit the ground. I was thinking there must be better ways to make friends. And then cuts to the cafeteria where (laughs) Lewis formally meets Tawny for the first time. And this has to be one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Yeah, it's really good. Me too. Number one, because it's so important. Number two, it's just so funny. The way the dialogue is, the turn of phrase that Matt Dearborn has. Yep. (laughs) I love that, how he put that, how Tom Ritchie put that. But yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It is fun watching this scene, having the hindsight we have, because we know that Tawny liked Lewis. Yeah, we know that she's saying that she doesn't like him. I really love them. Like, this is, like, I think about this. Someone actually wrote in our subreddit um, the other day, they wrote just a post titled Lewis and Tawny, and they said, has anyone else ever seen, like, a better written love story or whatever? Because, like, they just watched it, and they are like, this was, like, so good. Yeah. And I was like, it really is. And, like, I was, like, thinking about it, and um, out of a lot of the things the show did, they got their relationship. Yeah, it wasn't cheesy. And it wasn't unhealthy. Like, it was... It was real. Just, like, this natural sort of thing. There was, like, a realistic jealousy. There was realistic, mm-hmm. you know, insecurities, I think, too. hmm Like, that stuff really happens. And it wasn't anything forced. No. When I see teen relationships, like, in shows today, there's always, like, so much unnecessary drama. Yeah. People just being toxic to each other the entire relationship. Like, just just terrible. But I think it works that Tawny has so much perspective, though. Exactly. She has, she's definitely wise beyond her years. Arguably the wisest character in the show. So you mm-hmm. have someone like that who just always grounds your ridiculous main character who's, like, a bonkers half the time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and we love it for it. We love him for that. But, like, at the same time, you have polar opposites in a sense. But at the same time, they're also very similar. Yes. And that's just what makes it work so well. And they look very similar, too, as we said. (laughs) Right. I I actually, I wrote, like, a really detailed response to that person's post because I started just going off. I was like, oh, my God, I love this little pairing. They are so precious. And I said what you said. I was like, what's so interesting about their dynamic is how self-assured and aware Mm. Tawny is about, like, everything. She's not playing games. Yeah, exactly. It just, it really helps. Yeah, she's the more mature out of both of them. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. but I love it. You're really good. It is so good. And yeah, like the dialogue in this scene is so great. And I'll probably put in a clip. You have to. I like your look. It's very, uh, uh, black. 
An explanation of my fashion choices would be wasted on you since I'm sure your mommy still picks out your clothes. My mother's dead. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <coughs> Just kidding. Actually, she does buy my clothes. Unfortunately, she's blind. Let me guess. Just kidding. Bingo. Yeah, my mother's dead. <laughs> I think you you shared that you like said that joke to someone before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I think I yeah. So when I was a freshman in in high school, and I we were trying out for basketball, I maybe it was like a month in. There were like forty dudes trying out for basketball. I went to a private school. There were maybe two hundred fifty people in my class. Anyway, we we're all waiting outside the gym, kind of just like hanging out and stuff. And this guy who was kind of like this like cool guy. And he uh, had like a little like splint on his hand or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, hey, what happened, bro? Did you uh, trip over the remote or something?" Which is an even Stevens line. Yep, it's a little racy, but he basically implied that he did something offensive to my mother. Oh. And then I said, "My mom's dead." <laughs> and then everyone was like, "Dude, what the heck?" And like everyone got quiet. Forty dudes silent. And, like, my best friend, Adam, he was like, bro, why'd you do that? Like, that's messed up. His mom's dead, bro. And I was like, <laughs> and I and I did, like, a little fake cry because I used to do that back in the day. Mm-hmm. And literally, I had him going for, like, two minutes. And people were, like, bro, coming up to me, like, bro, are you all right? I, like, yeah, <laughs> I cool. love the bro, bro, and bro. And then, like, yeah, that's how he talked, you know? A couple minutes, I let it kind of simmer. And then I went up to him. I was like, hey, bro, I'm just playing. My mom's not dead. And then everyone was like, oh, like, everyone got and dude since that and they um he's like you got me and then ever since then like this dude like i had his respect and like people still all four years in high school like my senior year people were like bro remember that time you you like got so-and-so yeah it's a little racy of a story i guess technically but uh <laughs> it was relevant to this episode i guess yes that line is already good in this scene but then when he follows it up again with the it's just so smart with the but uh, you know she does buy my clothes <laughs> but she's blind Unfortunately, she's blind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he just can't let, he just want, he just like thinks she's going to buy into that again. It's just, <laughs> I know. Oh my God. But it's the way he's able to deliver these lines and he's so young, yeah, right? I know. And then Larry, yo, Stevens, what's his first name? <laughs> I can't. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, popularity calls. And, then I, and it's so funny because every time I look back at this episode, I'm like, wow, like, Lewis was really out here on day one telling Tawny he likes her. Yeah, no, he was very forward about it. <laughs> yes, very is an understatement. A couple of scenes from now, he even, like, doubles down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But he I says, you know, the, the, meaner, the meaner you are to me, the more I like you. The more I like you. Scary, isn't it? Yes, that is a strange <laughs> thing there, Lewis. So Larry invites Lewis over to his lunch table and claims to need to interview him as policy monitor to, you know, know what he thinks about the lunch food. And, uh, you know, Lewis being Lewis, he's just like, oh, I'm, these are the cool kids, you know, whatever, eighth graders, whatever, I'm going to sit with them. <sighs> and, you know, Larry starts asking him these questions. How do you like the, what is that, squash? As a policy monitor, I need to know. Oh, this? It's really bad. Just the smell alone makes you want to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your honesty. This weekend, Alvin and I are planning to go put on our leader hosting and go hang out at the South Creek Mall. 
You want to come with us? Lederhosen? Aren't those like leather pants? Shorts. You're kidding, right? Why on earth would I do that? You sure now? What do I look like, an idiot? I walk around South Creek Mall naked before I do that. Okay, then I'm by. You know, Lewis, he's, again, still trying to play it off like he's so cool, right? Oh, this stuff? It's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> this is when I said to you another time where he goes, you know, Ivan and I are looking to put on yeah, our... Yeah, that's... I couldn't, re- I couldn't remember what this guy looked like for some reason. He was such, like, a throwaway. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, Ivan. But that's just so funny because he says Ivan and I, and then they show that guy, and he, like, nods, like, yeah, like, come with us. Yeah. Sort of thing. So I'm just funny. I'm like, really? Like, was this guy originally Ivan or? And then there's a guy video recording too. Yep. You know, and so he's like, yeah, Ivan and I are going to go put on our later hosen, which like, first of all, why would you ever say that? And go walk around the South Creek Mall. And I love the way they still have the South Creek Mall. I love this world that they've built. Mm. You know, of course, Lewis's response is just, why would I do that? Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd walk around South Creek Mall naked before I do that. And then immediately, okay, well, Bye. <laughs> You want to uh, catch a bite? Go to the laser tag place, you know? Go to the laser tag. <laughs> totally 1999 or whenever this was. And then, of course, you know, Larry Beal says, All right, guys, we got one hour to edit this thing. Let's do it. I'm like, Ah. Uh. Yeah. You could probably sense where it's going, but at the same time, you yeah. you can't, though. Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, you're like, Okay, like, what is he going to use this for? Yeah, there's definitely like a, a quote unquote payoff when you see it and you're like, Oh, snap. He totally screwed over Ren and Lewis. Yeah, so then it cuts back to the Ferris wheel, and I love the way now Irene is so involved. What were you thinking? You can't trust Larry Beal. And I love Lewis, though. I was young and impressionable. <laughs> I love how she says Larry Beal like she know, like she's involved with this whole scenario. And then one of my favorite bits is when the crow comes back. Worse? <laughs> oh, no, Tweety Bird, you're not getting this. Because he already stole the uh, cotton candy. <laughs> I love it. Like, what's the bird going to do? Just steal the soda can now out of his head? Yeah, what's he going to do with that? <laughs> I just love it. I love Shia's delivery. I just yeah. love the way the bird comes back. Yeah, like, I know. It's like, well, this it's, guy had cotton candy. Maybe I'll, he'll let me have a soda. I just love it. Just the same bird. It's obviously yeah. a puppet. It's just so funny. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's on a string for sure. <laughs> it's just so funny. I'm sorry. The more I'm thinking about it right now, I'm yeah. laughing. I just can't. Then we hear a person say... You know, hey, lady, when are we getting off this thing? And she says, stick a tamale in it. We're in the middle of a story here. Yeah, I, I never re- realized what she said, stick a, until I just now I, I replayed it and I was like, oh, tamale. I never How'd really. How'd you not know that? I don't know. I just never, she like mumbles it a little bit. Oh, I always heard it. Uh, but yeah, stick a tamale in it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that because there's something in our tweet segment. And so Ren continues saying, so we're in the middle of our video presentations and cut to the thing. And we see Ren's cheesy as heck video. She thinks she's so amazing at all this. And it's just like, girl. Like people are going to be super pumped about health food. (laughs) She's so out of touch, as we've been saying. She's She's so so out of touch. touch. And we get a really bad overdub from her, too. Yeah. On the the TV screen. Yeah. Ren Stevens says yes. Nutritious lunches because she believes, yeah, a healthy student is a happy student. <laughs> like, what is that laugh? She's so out of touch. And the way she's watching herself and she's doing the laugh with herself yeah. and laughing and oh my God. So vote Ren Stevens because it's the right thing to do. 
yeah. <laughs> She's just like patting herself on the back. And it's understandable why Larry is like vomiting in his mouth probably because yeah. it is cringy. Like, <laughs> if I was Larry, I'd be like, I want to beat this person. So then cuts to Larry's video and it's just so sad. It's really bad. It's really sad. And then you know who I am, Larry Beal. <laughs> Great definition. Yeah, thanks for explaining it. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I ask you, who's Friend Stevens? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> all of the all of the inflections. I love the way he delivers lines though. Ty Hodges. He has really good line delivery. It's just it's like we were saying, it's so specifically him. Yes. You know, it is, and I love it. Yeah. But then of course it cuts to the video that he edited. And of course, it's edited completely out of context to make it seem like the, the answers Lewis yeah. gave earlier uh, were really things he was saying openly and willingly against his own sister. I asked the person who would know Ren best, her own brother, Lewis Stevens. You live in the very same house as Ren. Can you tell us what it's like? It's really bad. Just the smell alone makes you want to throw up. (laughs) So, are you going to vote for her? You're kidding, right? Why on earth would I do that? You feel that strongly. What do I look like, an idiot? I walk around South Creek Mall naked before I do that. So it's like living with Ren smells bad instead of it yeah, being the yeah. food tasting bad. Yeah. And that, and, and, and it also is just so, it's bad too. With like, so are you going to vote for her? Why would I do that? Yeah. He would only stoop so, so low when it's in reference to his sister. Like he's not going to throw her under the bus like that. No. Yeah. No. He would never do never. that. Ever. No. Yeah. Ever. And he yeah. literally would never do that. Like, yeah, what's that one part that I love? He says, he's like flat out says that one time. I'm trying to think. It was like the, at the end of an episode. Sibling, sibling rivalry, right? Yeah. Yeah, where he's like, he's like, Ren, like you're my sister. Like, I never do you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's like the peak of it, right? Yeah. He almost did it. That would have been the worst thing he ever did, but then he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Man, see, this conversation's really making me be like, wow, I love this show. Yeah. I think it's taken us, like, to get back to, like, the actual real beginning right now. Yes. The actual inception of these characters, I guess. Yeah, because we get to see what the intention was behind them. Obviously, having the hindsight we have, knowing the rest of the series so well. Yeah. To, like, be talking about this episode now is has just been really kind of emotional for me like I'm getting yeah. really emotional <laughs> no totally. it's definitely wow. I mean and you see the spirit of the of the show at its core it really doesn't veer away from that too many instances there's a shift in overall tone but yes definitely the storylines at their core usually have some sort of thread of this and even though the dynamic like they add characters Ruby Monique beans the dynamics kind of change externally but within the family Mm. the dynamics are pretty much always the exact same i mean they heighten it for like comedic purposes like yeah a lot more yeah exactly it's yeah yeah. it's more over the top maybe but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so this whole thing with larry's video i was thinking this is larry beale's worst moment really because you turn a family member against... Because we talked about... What was the other one we said? The was, jokes. The jokes, yeah. That was bad. That's like straight up plagiarism. But think about it this way. There's that level that it was just a personal 
attack against Lewis, like, you know what I mean? To steal his jokes. But this is flat out publicly being like, I'm going to make everyone think that you were turning against your sister like this and it's jeopardizing Ren's campaign. But I think me for me, because it's in the context of like a campaign where there's smearing going on all over the place anyway. And that's just kind of inherently what happens, unfortunately, but it doesn't justify it, but it makes it make a little bit more sense within that. The other one was just like, I don't know. I just, he worked so hard to do something and then to have someone take it from you. Yeah. To me is, is, I mean, they're both terrible obviously, but that's why to me it feels worse. And especially cause it's Lewis and he, this was his chance to be yeah. everyone to see how funny he is. Yeah. Whereas this was like, okay, it's campaign smear. That stuff happens. And the fact that we were able to see Ren get him back by doing like the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it kind of makes it feel like, okay, like this is just what happened. Yeah. You know, it, and now like, like we were saying, like knowing what we know that he would never do that to his sister to have someone present it to the school. Here's mm-hmm. what Lewis Stevens said. And it's not what he said. Mm -hmm. And maybe because Lewis didn't care so much about how it affected his reputation, more of how it affected his sister. Mm. And he got him back in the end. I feel bad for Ren. We can't forget that too, though, in this moment. Yeah, like, of course. In this moment. Yeah, in this moment. I'm talking, when I'm saying this, I mean just like in this singular moment. If this were to happen to you in school. Yeah. Like, I mean, her her speech would, would have been embarrassing anyway. And oh, I know. video presentation was embarrassing. I mean, she's at, we said she's out of touch, but I mean. I feel like there's a sense, an inherent sense that these kids get that this has been manipulated and it's more of just like a humorous aspect. I feel bad during both of them, but that the take my sister, I don't think I ever feel as bad in this entire series as that exact moment. No, I do too. Stealing someone's art, like as an artist too, like stealing someone's creation, like Mm -hmm. that, it bothers me so much. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, you know too, yeah. I mean, I know if someone stole my songs, I would be livid. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever Larry starts saying the jokes and they cut to Lewis and then they cut to Ren's reaction, like, I always want to cry. Like, it's Yeah, awful. it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely impactful in this, in this situation too, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then that's where it would have cut to a commercial. Then it cuts back and we just see, like, footage of the amusement park and then suddenly Irene talking. So there I am blowing my heart out. <laughs> she's like, and now she's just like sitting with them yeah. on the seat, like relaxing, talking about how her brother Marty put soap bubbles in her tuba. I'm just mentioning this because I never laughed that hard at her just starting yeah. a sentence out of nowhere, like coming back from a break, just silent. And then, so there I am. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I never really laughed at that until I watched this episode for the first time with my cousin, Keith. And it was his first time watching this episode. And when this happened, he just laughed. And then I just suddenly thought it was hilarious. And that's why I want to watch more episodes with him. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah, different perspective. To see it, you know, see what parts he found funny that maybe I haven't found funny. In it. Like, yeah, with fresh eyes. Yeah, because when you sit and watch it next to someone who hasn't seen it, you're trying to see it through their eyes too. Yeah, especially if you've seen something a million times. It's mm-hmm. Sometimes like I just gloss over things that I've, I've heard him, you know, countless times. Probably another one of my favorite lines is here, where Lewis says, "You know, this is this is great to see that you two are bonding. But aren't you supposed to be fixing something like, like the uh, the Ferris wheel? Don't rush me, Marty. I'm not Marty. Yeah, from what I hear, you're just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush me, Marty. I'm not Marty. I'm not Marty. 
And so then Lewis says, what, you don't think I felt bad for messing up, you know, Ren's video presentation? It cuts to the hallway of that original house that they Mm -hmm. filmed in. So the layout's different. But it's kind of weird, though. Like, it's different, but it still feels similar. It's very similar, yeah. Yeah. It feels kind of similar. Especially, Mm -hmm. like, the dining room table, for me, felt similar for some reason. I mean, we never get, like, a full shot of it, really, but... Yeah, I think that's why. And then, of course, the edited shots of Eileen. That's a good point, because she was edited in for those scenes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but we're not even there yet. Um, So, Lewis is just, like, sitting outside of Ren's room, and then we get our introduction to Donnie, which is also great, because we see him, but we don't see his face, and then he comes down into the frame, (laughs) and he has his green mask on. The, uh, what, are the, what do you call that? Like an oatmeal Cucumber. mask or whatever it is? Just great. My cousin laughed at that. <laughs> he was just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And like he kind of get who Donnie is too. Yeah. Just not self-centered, but you know. He's very into skincare. Appearance and. Like, and vain kind of. Well, because like he's, he's like endearingly vain. Like I say this all the time. Like. Yeah. It's almost like, just like a passion. Like, he's really into like the science behind health and stuff. Oh yeah. Like, cause yeah. He, I mean, they, they mentioned this throughout, like he's yeah. always like, he's putting, you know, I was making a sandwich, but then I decided to put the mayonnaise on my head instead. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Hydrating scalp treatment. Yeah. You know, the way he has all of the beauty products in his cabinet, like, yeah. you know. And, or like, do you know yeah. how many impurities there are in a single carrot? So, yeah. That's like a interesting thing Mm -hmm. too that they sprinkle in throughout there with Donnie and we already see this here again with the you should start your morning the way I do I have a shake (laughs) it's a mixture of bee pollen protein powder and feta cheese (laughs) you would only taste the feta cheese in that situation I I know (laughs) because those other two things don't even have like that much of a flavor Lewis you know so great his little nuanced acting here you know where he's like you know that sounds really interesting Donnie but uh you know, I got a bit of a situation here. Can we talk about your shake and your feta cheese tomorrow? Hey, no problem, little bro. He's not demeaning about it, but he's still, like, respectful of the of Donnie's passion. Yes, but I mean, but, but I'm talking about, like, Shia's acting here. Like, yeah, I know, so... yeah. He conveys, like, a lot in just how he says that, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so then he stands up and he hears Ren in her room. <laughs> and for some reason, I really, it just got me for the first time where she just says... So sit back and relax, because for the next two hours, two hours. <laughs> I'm going to outline my plan. That's <laughs> so funny. I was like, oh my God, yeah, and then Lewis, two hours? Oy. Two hours? <laughs> yep. She's so out of touch. And the way like she even says it, like she knows it's ridiculous. Two hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, is it risky to say two hours? <laughs> Couldn't chop it down anymore. Uh, yeah, and then Lewis knocks on her door. And, and I love the way the walls in... All these rooms are lavender, it looks like. Like, her walls are lavender, and you can see some of Lewis's wall, and it's also lavender, I think. I like his setup in this one, too. It's really, like, cramped, though. I like like that, though. I like It's kind of, like, has a homey cluttered, but, like, not super cluttered, I guess. So, Lewis offers to help Ren with her speech, and, you know, that Beale's a dirty player, you have to nail him, and whatever, and she basically, you know, slams the door in his face. Then when Lewis is in his room, I also, every time I watch the scene, I'm like, wow, how thin are the walls in this house? I know, me too. Because she, he barely, <laughs> he says it with barely any volume at all and she hears him. Yep. This red area represents the, the number of kids that have fallen asleep since the speech began. Lewis! Yeah. How thin are these walls? Um, maybe it's just really late. You know, everyone's quiet. Yeah, everyone's asleep. 
from the little bit we can see of Lewis's room, it is interesting that how even this early on, they had that bookshelf of the videotapes and yeah. the TV. Yeah. And they had all this stuff in this set that looks yeah. like it was a real house, possibly. It probably was. Who's on his wall, by the way? I couldn't get a good look at it. The behind him when he's typing? Yeah, it looks like it it's looks like, like it's the... Groucho Marx to his left, but then... Which would make sense if he was quoting it earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, oh, was that a Groucho Marx quote? The elephant in my pajamas is a Groucho Marx. And he's wearing the Groucho glasses. Um, yep. So he was originally a big Groucho fan, it seems like. I mean, Groucho is a king. <laughs> yeah. Super funny. But I couldn't tell who was on the other side. It looked like it was like a lineup of people. It was. Like, for some reason, every time I see it in my head, I'm triggered and I think it's um, the Three Stooges. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I start thinking it's that, but I know it's probably not. I'd have to look again, like, more carefully, maybe. And so Lewis puts on the Groucho glasses and sits down at his little laptop and starts <laughs> typing away and laughing to himself. Yes, so then cuts back to the Ferris wheel and Irene is still pretending to fix stuff, you know, yeah. asking for pliers and wrenches and she's just doing nothing to this bar. Wrench. Your sister wanted to kill you and you still wanted to help her. Pliers. Why would you suddenly care? Well, because of what happened at dinner that night. Which I guess was just, is it just like, was it just him seeing how Ren... Didn't rat him out. How, yeah, how Ren didn't, number one, didn't rat him out, and number two, like, how much it really, her whole thing was, hit, like, hindering yeah, yeah. on it. Well, he already felt bad anyway. Yeah. So I think he would have probably helped her anyway, but at the same time, she didn't rat him out, so I think it's also an excuse just to include that dinner scene. Yes, of course it is. Narratively, they could have done without it. Mm. But I, it's good. But they, I think they included it because of Eileen. And yeah, it's it's good to see at least like a small slice of the family life. And of course, you see Ren not ratting him out, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's a good scene. I mean, it's a great scene. I mean, my favorite quotes in the scene. But mm-hmm. like narratively, it's not like a hundred percent necessary. So I think that's why the reasoning is a little hairy, a little but, wonky. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's always felt a little off to me. I just love the awkwardness of the scene. Yeah. There's a lot of background music clogging up this scene. Okay. Every few seconds, it's the boom, boo, do, boo, doo, doo, oh, yeah. doo, doo, Totally. You know, it's, it's like almost every second. And then he says his punchline to his joke and it's do, 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 bop, bow. And I'm like, there's like all this stuff that's like clogging it. You could tell it was produced later. I really wanted to see how this scene would feel if there were no background music making you realize this is a TV show, you know? So I did a little edit and I removed the background music and I added like some Foley of uh, silverware. Okay. Tried to make it sound realistic as if this is how the scene would have happened. You know, for them, there's no music. This morning, my wife said, honey, can I go to a place I haven't been? So I said, why don't you try the kitchen? Okay. But this was just so much fun. When you have Lewis say this joke, (laughs) this joke, (laughs) which is like number one, like one of the oldest jokes in the book, the family's reactions have aged amazingly. (laughs) Oh, no, I love. And Steve's just like (laughs) confused. Like, (laughs) and Eileen, she like widens her eyes a little bit like, wow. So, yeah, you went there today. (laughs) Yeah, I love her eyebrows. Yeah. So good. The way she goes, okay. (laughs) Would anyone else like to share a part of their day? (laughs) As if that was part of Lewis's day. 
If they, I know that's why. If there's any doubt that they cast the perfect actors for the parents, this totally solidified their choice. Yep. Oh my god. So good. Because he says yeah. it out of nowhere. You know, this morning. <laughs> yeah. He's like he can't even contain it. I don't even think I understood what that joke meant when I was like 11 years old or 12 years old. Yeah. It's supposed to be funny, so I said it at dinner. Oh my god. And then like my dad was like, "What? Like, what are you saying?" <laughs> so funny and so yeah so i just wanted to see what that would be like with no music and it's just so awkward because that's the way it would have been yeah in their real life situation there's no music it's just dead silent so good (laughs) and so then also you know a great thing with donnie where you know tell us about your day i benched 235 today great like (laughs) oh honey that's wonderful (laughs) steve is so pumped about it that's great son we're all very proud proud. (laughs) and then then, of course reread the chapter on goal setting yeah. And it's that spoof on the, you know, seven habits of highly successful uh, teens. Okay. I didn't, highly I didn't effective know. teens. Okay. I wasn't aware of that one. Oh, you don't know that book? No. Oh my God. That's like a really, really popular. What's it called again? Uh, seven habits of highly effective teens. Oh, okay. I only read Goosebumps. So. <laughs> I worked work study in college mm-hmm. and my boss when I didn't have anything to do, she made me do work exercises from this book. Really? Yes. Interesting. I'd never even heard of this. Yep. They spoofed the cover of the book and everything to look just like it. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, your favorite quote, I think, is the goal setting. And then I haven't read that far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was in my uh, in my blog. Reread the chapter in goal setting. Ren, how did your video presentation go? Goal setting. I haven't read that far. I'm still on the table of contents. It's good, though. Man, I've used that so many times. Yeah. That's so funny. That gets me every time. And again, Eileen would just being like, okay. <laughs> okay Once yeah. again, did something happen today we should know about? <laughs> Apparently, Lewis did nothing today. Yeah, but then Ren being like, oh, no, you know, but I got to really nail my speech tomorrow if I'm going to win this thing. All right. So first of all, we've seen Ren just like campaigning, period. Then we've seen the video presentations. Yeah. Now they have to do speeches. I'm like, she might as well be running for president, president of the United States. Yeah, like just for the policy monitor. <laughs> like that wasn't even a position at any school I've ever been involved in. They are making these kids jump through hoops to be elected policy monitor. Yeah. Is that the only position that's at this school that's available? I know. Oh my God. There's no pre- class president or anything. And so, back at the Ferris wheel. So you didn't squeal, huh? Well, he's still my brother. Yeah, I guess Marty's still my brother. Although I haven't spoken to him in 17 years. Wow, that must really hurt. You know, this is really touching, but I gotta get down now, because we've been up here for, what, two hours? Two hours now, and I've drank 13 sodas. You do the math. He's got a tiny tank. No problem, it's all fixed. All I gotta do is turn on the juice. Well, then crank it up. Not until I hear the end of the story. Tell her, Marty, so we can get down. So, so I wasn't sure who to ask for help. I hate the tiny tank line because if anyone drank 13 sodas, they'd have to urinate like crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't know why this always bothered me. But But like the phrase tiny tank, my mom and I always use that. It's a great line. I use that too, but. I don't know why out of like a lot of the things my mom always says that. Cut back to the school. We see kids, you know, assembling into the, what, what do they call it? Like the, the auditorium, the auditorium, auditorium yeah. for the uh, speeches. Lewis is trying to like find someone to help him. And then he sees Tawny. Hey, Wednesday Adams, how's it going? My name is Tawny. Okay. So we hear 
the very first utter of the name Tawny. There you go. Yeah. You know, her, her proper introduction there. Oh, yeah, he says, pleasure to meet you. I am, yeah, I know, everybody knows, you're Ren Stevens' kid brother. And that's literally the core of what the original show was. Yes. Lewis segues into this thing where it's like... I know, we barely know each other, but my mom and I were talking about you a few nights ago. She says that you like me. Yeah, right. Oh, I know, I told her how you give me mean looks and how you try to avoid me, and, and she said that's just what girls do sometimes. So mom's wrong, huh? Very. Okay, so I'm a dork. That's okay. Look, my sister's in way over her head, and I, I just, you know, wanted to know if you would help me as a friend. And it's just so funny because, again, like I said, watching this with hindsight, we know, like, she yeah. flat out says on more than one occasion that she liked him from literally day one. Yeah. And then I love how he says, okay, I'm a dork. That's okay. Like I love it. He's just, do- that's what I'm saying. He's doubling down here and like it didn't work out and okay, whatever. Like I went for it. I gave it my all twice now. So, you know, just got a winner over in time. And like the way he says that too, like he accepts it. There's so much vulnerability in his voice when he says that too. Like Exactly. Slightly embarrassed. Yeah, it, slightly embarrassed, but he's moving on. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's just like, there's just all that in it. I love so it. So good. I mean, we already know Tawny liked him, but that probably also was very endearing. And so he's like, okay, well, you know, my sister's in way over her head and, you know, I need some help. I wonder if you wanted to help me as a friend. And that's, you know, that's nice. So then like there starts their friendship. And so (laughs) then it cuts to Larry's speech. And I swear to you, I started laughing more than I did at like anything else during this rewatch when Larry's just walking up to the podium and he's just like doing all these hand motions. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I'll call you. Like, he's like an agent. He's doing the finger pistols. Yeah. And then he's doing the phone. Like, who are you talking to right now? Like, it's just. Yeah, there are 10 people who think you're talking to them because they're so far away. uh, So then he starts his speech. I was a policy monitor last year. So I know what you guys want. On the other hand, Ren Stevens is very inexperienced. Knowing her, she's going to get up here and bore you with some facts about nutrition. Whatever. So, I ask you this question. Who would you rather get stuck in an elevator with? Larry Beal? Or Rand Stevens? Or Rand Stevens. <laughs> Whatever, right? Or Rand Stevens. That overdub is the most obvious one. That's the worst one. The worst one. It's funny, like, you would think that they maybe would have cut to the other scene earlier or something, or, or cut to something else to avoid showing that, you know? Yeah. Because they did that with some of the other overdubs. Yeah, because I think I think it was so bad because they tried to time it with his mouth. Mm. And I think that's why it's, uh, it came off weird. Yeah, it's pronouncing a, a P where there is none. When I was a kid, this messed with my mind so bad because I didn't understand the concept of dubbing or anything, right? Yeah. And so when I was a kid, I was so confused. I was like, how is Larry making his voice do one thing and his mouth do another? <laughs> He's like a ventriloquist dummy. I was like, I was just not understanding how he clearly, his mouth is making a totally different shape than what he's saying. It was just mind boggling. But yeah, so then it cuts to Tawny backstage with Tom, who I guess, yeah, is just the AV dude. And she goes over to him trying to like distract him. And the way Tom thinks he is all that in a bag of chips, (laughs) thinking that he's going to win over this girl with this nerdy stuff but she just says you're the teleprompter guy right like that's it and then he just starts going off like yeah yeah <laughs> dude tom is so killer 
he's so good in this episode especially but he's always good we see uh lewis switching out the floppy disks which is like always like one of those devices in movies and tv where it's like oh i will just switch out the disk and everything will change yep I will yep. get all the information that I need onto the screen. Oh my god! But it's just the fact that it's a floppy disk, though. Like, oh yeah, wow. of course. Yeah. So Lewis switches that out, getting ready for the next speech, and Tom talking about this is the XL fifty, like the Sosna XL fifty, and just to, one of his best things. Where, oh uh, yeah, I just love technology. Well, it's, it's the XL fifty. There's a lot to love. Thank you. you bet. <laughs> Hey, let me know if I can set up your VCR. Whatever. Ren being like, yeah, how did you know about my speech? I went to math with the AV, you know, math camp with the AV dude. He let me read it. And then, yeah, now, you know, Larry Beale's opponent, Ren Stevens. And I was also laughing at how much the cheering is canned. Like, this is so not real. And that I, I also noticed that auditorium, it's got to be an actual auditorium. So it was probably filmed at the original school. Yeah. I don't know, but it's weird. All the, like, the screaming sounds like it's at an arena. <laughs> yeah, and that definitely is stock. And it's like, who would be cheering that much for Red Stevens to come up and do her speech? Nobody cares about these speeches in school. Like Everyone's like, oh my gosh, we, gotta, <laughs> we get out of class is great, but we have to sit through these speeches. But yeah, so like the amount of cheering is just so funny. Yeah, they're going bonkers. Yeah, so Ren gets up to do her speech and looks to the teleprompter and suddenly there are all these edits about Larry Beale's body odor and his, you know, the body odor is so bad it's affecting the resale of value of his house. Okay, would kids laugh at that though? Uh, real estate humor. When I was a kid, I wouldn't know what the heck that meant. Yeah, I'd just be like, oh, she's making fun of his body odor. But I was just sort of like, would I have laughed at these jokes as hard as these kids are laughing? <laughs> like, Probably not. No. Not that one, at least. Because it goes, first of all, like, the, it's way too long. It, it, it's, it's true. In fact, last week, a realtor told Larry's parents that his B.O. was so bad it was affecting the resale value of their house. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to laugh at this. I'm not going to be a 12-year-old and laugh at that. Like, yeah, these are like Jay Leno jokes. Yeah, like late-night show monologue yeah. jokes or something. Yeah. like. Which I guess, you know, that's Lewis, so. Yep. Yeah, then, you know, so she's like, yeah, it's really not like me to personally attack my opponent. So if you turn your attention to the easel at my right, I'd like to talk about the cafeteria food and the ill effects of poor nutrition. And then it's like freaking Larry Beale's head on a sumo wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, what is that trying to say? I know, because it's obviously not Larry. Oh, yeah. But it's just the way, once again, like, Wexler is just dying laughing at this. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of principal is this man? I'm like, first of all, I know, like you said, like, yeah, like, smear campaigns happen, but I feel like they both would have been disqualified for doing the things <laughs> they did. If Mr. Feeney was their principal, yes. If you got up there and was just, like, saying stuff about kids' body odor... At least, yeah, in seventh grade, especially. Going up there, like, showing this nonsense picture of him. Even in high school, you would get in trouble for that. And that's all she does, by the way. All it is is those things she said in the speech, the picture... And just talking about his GPA. Yeah. I mean, I guess they kind of imply that it might have gone on longer, but because it's kind of like a montage, like a mini montage of like yeah. two little things. But then that's it. And then she's like, do I want an irresponsible student policy monitor? I didn't think so. She said nothing about what she'll do. Also, his GPA is probably completely wrong, too. Oh, yeah. Because he's like one of the top students. But it went in like junior high and high school elections, like nobody... You, you only have so much power, right? Like, yeah. you really can't get anything done that you say you're going to get done. I was in government, like, in seventh grade. And, like, all you do is you sit in a meeting 
with like the teacher who's the moderator and then she just talks about like events that are coming up and you all just pitch in ideas. I was on student council in middle school yeah, and I didn't even remember that I was. That's how little I had to do. Oh yeah, you do nothing. I was vice president or whatever <laughs> and I did nothing. I still have my pin. I have a pin that says like student council and it has three little words that yeah. like describe yeah. what great people we are, like respect dignity like whatever like all this stuff yeah and i could not tell you what my position was i don't remember it's totally just like an experience thing quote unquote you know i remember running though i remember doing my campaign i remember maybe this i just realized maybe this is why larry trying to sabotage ren gets me because when i was running the eighth graders were telling everyone not to vote for me really yes crazy because you were in seventh grade yeah and they were just being huh. really mean. I don't know why. Did you? But you won, though. I I did win. Yes. Yeah. But these eighth graders, they were like tearing down my posters, and they were. Oh uh, like, yeah, that's messed up. They didn't get in trouble for that. No, they like they like tear down my posters, threw them away. Uh-oh. They were saying like, "Don't vote for her." <laughs> Super petty. Yeah, I was like, I was like, "Why are you doing this?" Maybe that because I just remembered that. I was like, yeah, so maybe yeah. that unlocked something in my head. Yeah, man, that's probably yeah, it hit a nerve. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I also made homemade yearbooks every year for my class. I made homemade yearbooks, made multiple copies. You were Ren Stevens. Yeah, I guess maybe. I made homemade yearbooks. I got, I went around, I got everyone's picture. I got a quote from everyone. I did surveys to do like superlatives and stuff for everybody. I collected all that stuff. I typed all this stuff up. I printed it, put it in, um like an actual folder that you open and there's like three prongs that you can put three, oh, three hole punch stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the cover of the yearbook. And I had like a, a girl in my class do artwork for the cover. Holy cow. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I have it right here. This was. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even want to do any of my cl- projects for class. I was always doing those like last minute. I would have never even. So I was always doing this stuff. I was, I had so much freaking school spirit in my middle school. You have no idea. Apparently. Uh, I loved my middle school, but anyway, everyone loves Ren's speech, I guess. And then cuts back to the Ferris wheel. Irene saying that was a beautiful story. Was it really with that ending? So beautiful. Is that going to move you to tears? And then one of my favorite lines that made me laugh too here was Lewis. That was a beautiful story. Yeah, whatever. It was nice meeting you. She's way more invested than than he is. <laughs> and he just really needs to get down too. <laughs> it makes me feel like calling Marty. Reach out. 17 years is too long. Don't let another second pass you by. Yeah, you're right. Marty! Wait a second. Your brother's down there? Yeah, you're always the petting zoo. You guys have been working side by side for 17 years, never said two words to each other. Hey, I don't comment on your freaky life. Sorry about the tuba, Irene. I forgive you, Marty. I'm coming down. No, 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 no. wait, Irene, turn on the juice. Turn on the juice. Turn on the juice. Turn it on. Sorry about the tuba, Irene. (laughs) That's a nice touch. I like that. And then you're like, no, turn on the juice. Wait, turn it on. Bad-ass. End of the episode. Yeah. That always gives me goosebumps for some reason when it when it ends yeah. and they're like shouting, turn on the juice. I don't know why I get goosebumps every time. Really? In my yeah. head, I'm watching like the end of basically the first episode of the show. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it's like on to the rest sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And that's sorry about the tuba. That was another line that really made my cousin laugh. 
Lewis has done so many way worse things than that tuba. And not only that too, like it's just the fact that like how the heck long ago was that? If you yell out to Marty, you haven't spoken in 17 years, the first thought he has is sorry about the tuba. Yeah, well maybe that's what did it was the tuba. I love it. Just immediately. Yep, that was the last time it. they talked was the tuba incident. Yeah, and that's the episode. I mean, I think we've said enough about it. Uh, yeah, but rightfully so. I mean, it's a big episode. It's an important episode, and it's the pilot, a.k.a. the pilot. So, mm-hmm. so MVP. I said Irene and Tom. I'd probably say Stephen and Eileen. I love that scene. <laughs> Just for that scene. I love it. Like, their expression... I mean, like, I love the Lewis dialogue, but then their expressions just take it to the next level. I think for this, like, episode, I freaking love Irene. I don't know what it is about this lady. she's good. She's a good one-off. She is just so funny. And then, of course, in Tom's two brief appearances, he just steals the show. He's just so good. So... It's time for some trivia. Is it true? Did you know? For your information, is it true that... What does that mean? You got anything first? Um, I just have some... Not really. I just had, like, some stuff about the actors. So, Irene was played by Audrey Wazalowski, I think is how you pronounce it. She's been in tons of stuff. Molly Orr played this character named Lindy. Yeah, so she was, Molly Orr was in Moody's Point on Amanda Show, like, famously. That was, like, the one thing I know her from. She was the one that would always say, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah, you're so hurtful. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was, like, my favorite part of Moody's Point. But, um, but yeah, she played a character named Lindy, who was in a, a two other Even Stevens episodes as Denise. Was she the one who replaced Ren? Yes. That was her, right? Leaving Even Stevens? Yeah, now that you say it, yeah, I think that is her. her. That was her, yeah. No, yeah. Oh my god, I never put it together that that's her. That's definitely her. Yeah, it's her. She's the replacement Ren. Yeah. And then this character, Millie, who I just realized as we were going through it, she's played by Karen Maruyama. Mm-hmm. She was next to Wexler at the flagpole. Yes, yes. That was her. But yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting to think about that there were these characters, the Molly Orr character or whatever, Lindy, that we never see. Like, I wonder where the heck her role was in yeah. in it originally, and then the fact that they brought her back for the series finale and playing a, a different character. I know, that was like an in-joke, right? And then the mm-hmm. director, David Steinberg, this is his only even Steven's credit at all, so that's kind of interesting, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Yeah, so I wrote out... There was also... Um, a teacher that was credited. Oh yeah, that's and, right. There was. And there's also a guy named Dale. I don't know if that was the teacher. Yeah, that might have been it. But yeah, just a guy named Dale who is also credited, who obviously is not actually seen in the finished product of what they cut. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So then of course, um, just if you look closely around the school, you can still see Ren Spivey posters. Yeah, a couple of uh, that clearly say Ren Spivey for Policy Monitor. And obviously all the overdubs. And then I didn't notice this one, though. You can actually also see Spivey in Larry's teleprompter. Yep. Yeah, you can. I noticed, That was actually the first thing I noticed back in the day. Because it, like, it goes by so quick. Yeah. Like, you don't really notice, but it's, like, right there at the top if you pause as it scrolls. Oh, yeah, and we forgot to say, too, you can see the redness from oh. Shia's scab yeah. from After Hours, which was number 113 in production, I think, yeah. right? So they must have filmed this one. the Ferris wheel shots for this yeah. sometime around there. 
And then for pop culture, we have The Addams Family, Lewis calling Tawny Wednesday Addams, which solid reference. Animal Crackers is the movie that that elephant quote is from, yeah, Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx. Plus the Groucho glasses. Yep, Groucho glasses. And that six uh, habits of super successful teenagers book knockoff of the seven habits of highly effective teens mm-hmm. by Sean Covey. Or Covey, Covey, whatever. And yeah, that the crowd footage was from the 1988 Democratic National Convention. Yeah, was it really for sure? Yeah, well, that's what it says as trivia. That's funny. So it's time for tweets. At Chad Law was writing to someone and said, yo, let's kidnap TJ Washington and hang him from a flagpole like even Stevens. TJ Washington. I'm just like, hang him from a flagpole. Like he wasn't hanging from the flagpole, but there was a flagpole. There was. Then there was a tweet from at my fun 18 that says even stevens a week first week several clips of me as a background actress for even stevens dot 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 and then a link to like some google thing about it but the link is broken i don't think this person's gone on twitter in for like ever so this tweet was interesting to me just because and i'm only mentioning it for this episode because this is the only time i believe this word is ever uttered in even stevens this is from Shahad makeup. They said they were replying to someone who posted a video of someone eating a, um, a tamale. And she said, the first time I ever knew about tamales was from even Stevens when he ate all the tamales. Y'all remember that episode? No. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I thought I'd seen them all. Did not happen. I'm not trying to think of what he, she's referring to. Exactly. The, the Andy's mints. The King Sloppy. I mean, those are like the eating episodes. Yeah. Because I'm just like, maybe it's like some other kid show that she's confusing for. Hmm. The original pilot has just him eating all the tamales. All of them, ever. Ever. Every single one. Is this the only time they say the word tamale on Even Stevens? Yeah, probably. I think so. Maybe. Yeah. So that's why I felt like it was finally relevant to mention that. Someone posted the edit, the edit I did of that scene. And they said, it's at uh, the Navigator, Howard Potts, says, even Stevens, but without background music, you got to watch this. Lewis is a clown. (laughs) (laughs) With laughing, crying faces and shared that link. Then two quotes from people mentioning the Wednesday Adams thing. Nicholas says, I love this even Stevens episode. Lewis goes up to Tawny and says, Wednesday Adams, how's it going? LOL. Um, Queen Eva says... Hey, Wednesday Adams, how's it going? My name is Tawny. Even Stevens is bae with heart emojis. Because of that line. (laughs) I guess, yeah. One of the most specific ones, and the last one, I guess, is Katie. She says, everything I know about Sir Francis Bacon came from that one episode (laughs) of Even Stevens when Ren was running for policy monitor. That's everything she does. (laughs) Well, she says it enough times. (laughs) Like, you can hear her saying it in the background a few times, too. It was Sir Francis Bacon who said that knowledge is the ultimate power. That's all he did. That's all he did. Yeah. All the YouTube comments are just people confused about the episode, like why they look so young and stuff. Mm. And then like some people explaining it to them. Yeah. That's all the YouTube comments are about. (laughs) 
So did you, I remember we were going to talk about another new segment yeah. coming up with alternate titles for episodes. So I, were I you able one. to come up with one for this? Yeah. All right. What do you got? Mine is Flagpole Sitta, like the song. What song? From the 90s. Yeah, Weird Al did like a thing for it too on one of his albums. Yeah, well, then you know it was big. <laughs> hey, yeah. So that was yours for this? Okay. Yeah. I just came up with it quickly. Next time I'll have a more creative one. Yeah, I really, I couldn't really think of one for this one. I think when I actually start thinking about it, I fail. Yeah, I know. It just got, yeah, exactly. Well, then when I don't start thinking about it, it'll get to me because I did, however, come up with an alternate title for the last episode we talked about. Oh, yeah. Almost perfect. And so I figured I, since I don't have one for a week, first week, I'll share my almost perfect one today. You ready for this? Yes. C, senor, but with C, the letter C instead of S-I. Oh, that's perfect. I should use like the, you know how I send you the files and I put like weird names on it? I should just use those. Yeah. Oh, that's really good, actually. I like C, senor. I loved it. I was thinking about, I was trying to think of something like a Spanish phrase, like muy grande fiesta or something like that. Mm -hmm. I like muy grande fiesta because that's what I think about. I don't think about... Ren's subplot necessarily. But I liked this one because it combines them. No, yeah, definitely. Si, senor. Final segment before we get to a tiny bit of news for you guys, just to get you excited for our next thing. Best quote? Um, mine was, I'm still on the table of contents. It's good, though. <laughs> I love the way now you're, you're like Lewis with that other joke. You can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> I was, it might, is like when we talk about favorite quotes, this is going to be on that list, like high up. For my, I wrote down a few. Okay. Uh, but for, for my first one, though, it was the, my mother does buy my clothes. You know, she does yeah, buy yeah. my clothes. Unfortunately, she's blind. Yeah. Okay. He has a tiny tank just because I use it so much with my mom. Then the, you know, shouldn't you be fixing something like the uh, the Ferris wheel? Yeah. Sorry about the tuba, Irene. And, ah, nah, Tweety Bird, you're not getting this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, Tweety Bird. So, all that being said... We are officially done now discussing season one of Even Stevens. Yeah. Oh my God. At least all the episodes. We are officially done now. We have talked about all 21 episodes of season one. It is crazy. Now we are finally going to be able to do something that I've been looking forward to from the moment we started this podcast, which is our first ever season wrap-up episode special slash awards and I'm just so excited about this because I've been planning it and having it in my head for literally like a year and a half now. I want it to be this really fun like interactive kind of thing with you guys the listeners. It's pretty much just going to be you know reflecting on the season appreciating it uh, before we dive into the next season. Yeah, like a season one retrospective. Yeah, basically. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There's only three times we're going to get to do this for like a season, so mm-hmm. we got to make it count. Yep, like my tattoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag Titanic scene by scene. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, that's our other podcast. Yes. And I mean, obviously we're going to do like at the end of the series, we'll do probably something big. Yeah. As far as the seasons go, though, this will be one of three, and that's all we get, so Mm -hmm. got to do something cool. Yeah, and we want to make it like kind of like a party, because this is a celebration. Muy grande fiesta. Muy grande fiesta. Yes, because this is. This is sort of a celebration. Like, I am so excited to have made it this far. This feels like a really big accomplishment. It felt like we'd never get here. (laughs) 
<laughs> just because of how much mm-hmm. work goes into it and um you know everything you know that you had going on over the past uh you know yeah. few years you know yeah, it's been a long year for it's sure. been a lot you know so finally making it here has been is just really amazing and so what we're gonna do is we've been trying to work out a Google survey form, basically. So like you guys getting to pick, you know, your best one-off characters, your top five episodes of the season. So it'll basically be like the top five episodes of the seasons as voted by our listeners and basically, you know, other fans of the show. And so that we can sort of maybe do our personal favorites and then our listeners favorites as voted and we're gonna take some time to come up with other things to put on the survey but that's basically the gist of it half awards show half retrospective we're not explaining it very well right now but it's going to be fun well because we kind of still have to like organize how we're going to do it yeah but then once we kind of get that set we're gonna post something about it and like hype it up and yeah let you guys know what to expect and how to be involved Yes. And it'll be fun. By the time this episode is posted, though, we should already have that ironed out. So there should be a link to the survey in the description of this podcast episode. And so you can just head right down there and fill it out. Not sure how long the survey will end up being, but shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes. An hour. Yeah, an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it should be really fun and we really want to try to get as much feedback as we can so that we can get a pretty, you know, solid response for, you know, a question as big as like the top, you know, five episodes of the season, like to get like enough data in there, you know, (laughs) so really appreciate it if you guys could get involved and fill that out and uh, the next episode which will be our season one wrap-up, is hopefully going to be a real good time. And I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, I really and am. And for those of you who have been with us, like, for this long, thanks. Seriously. This is, I mean, if you guys have enjoyed it for 21 episodes at least, and all the other stuff we've done. And mm-hmm. To me, my favorite stuff is doing, like, these kind of miscellaneous episodes too those are fun for me and that's what the season one wrap-up will be basically so i know you're looking forward to it (laughs) yeah exactly get hyped for that get hyped (laughs) and yeah what a journey it's been i'm really getting emotional like i genuinely feel tears coming up behind my eyes right now and i'm getting like that feeling in my chest yeah it's cool just to see like how far we've gone yeah sitting down and you know, to edit all of these episodes. It's such a big undertaking, but then every time we post one and we get feedback and, you know, we get like these emails and just such nice things of people that are really appreciating what we do and the content we're putting out. It just, it really makes me feel like, yeah, this is, this is time well spent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really like, yeah, I couldn't be happier doing what we're doing. It's. No, yeah, definitely. Me too. Has been fun. Yeah, really, really fun. And now we get to do it all over again twice. Yeah. <laughs> With the best season of the series. We'll see about that. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we that. will literally see. <laughs> anyway, but I'm really happy and kind of sad to now be saying goodbye to what I still think is probably my favorite season. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it's, it feels like quite an accomplishment to have 
made it through it. So it is an accomplishment. Yeah. And it's especially like, I mean, I work with people all the time who don't finish projects, you know, Mm. especially like in our industry, like a lot of projects go unfinished. Like, and I've seen people abandon uh, projects that tons of potential and never amount to anything. And, and just the fact that we actually sat down and are doing this and we're still doing it and we're not going to quit. And and we had like uh, moments where it was like, it was hard for me and it was hard. Mm -hmm. Like you like wait, you had to like wait, just all these obstacles and the fact that we're still pursuing it and we Mm -hmm. still want to pursue it. We made it this far. We got to keep going. I know. I keep thinking too, like, like I look at my notebook, like I have my official even Stevens rank podcast notebook uh, where I have, you know, every single thing we've, you know, every episode we've done so far. I take a look at all the work we've done, (laughs) which is just like all of these pages of like going like straight back to the beginning of like all my post-it notes, all my highlighting, every single episode we've talked about so far. And it's just like, it's so much now already. That's crazy. And when we started, I couldn't even imagine my book looking the way it does now. So every time I think like, oh man, we got to do it all over again twice. I'm like, well, you know what? Look how fast this went by, you know? Like, I mean. I mean, it was only a year and a half and we took a few months off a couple times. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And we still did a year. So I mean, the next one's probably gonna be like a bit like a year. I mean, I have us planned to go to mid 2021. Yeah. Okay. So scheduled this out. So about a little over a year. So if we so if we're able to stick to it, you'll still have us for until like I have it planned to be done by August 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But for now, get excited for the wrap up episode. Please fill out that quiz survey form thingy. We'll be really excited to see uh, where you guys are at with the season yeah thank you guys so much for listening follow us on all of the socials twitter facebook instagram even stevensrank.com send us an email even at gmail.com send us a voicemail uh or you know anything like that especially uh coming up for the season one wrap-up thoughts you want to share on the season feel you know feel free to send it in the form of a voicemail or a voice memo and we'll you know have you on and yeah i think that's about it so yeah We'll see you guys in the next episode. And then after that, more interviews and fun stuff to look forward to. And, of course, then jumping into the next season, man. Season two. It's on the way. So thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. See ya.